This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. My countrymen and my friends, I had hoped against hope that some miracle would prevent a devastating war and bring to an end the invasion. This most serious threat World Wrestling Federation has ever known. Sports entertainment could change forever. A succession of actual wars have shaken the entire world and have threatened to bring on the gigantic conflict, which is today unhappily a fact. Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Nation Invasion. I'm your host slash captain, James Gruenberg, and we are past the first island, and we are sailing into new waters. Um, we finished the WWF Invasion pay-per-view, and the Alliance came out on top, and now the Alliance, ha- the Alliance has a new leader and a new captain. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He betrayed the WWF at Invasion and jumped to the Alliance. So they won six to five. Um, six to five at Invasion. Uh, the score was so the Alliance wins. They give. They get to celebrate. But you know the war. This war is not over by a long shot, as we will we will see tonight. You know, uh, with uh, titles changing and whatnot, and uh, someone might be uh, coming back to uh, wrestling, pro wrestling uh, at this time. But before we get into all that, let me bring in my co-host on Extreme Resurrection and my first mate, Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I am good. Glad to be back. I believe. Does this make me the first um, repeat that you've had uh, so far, or have you done? Yes. Or- it does. Yes. Oh, it is? Okay. Yep, yeah, you're the first one who uh, has gone twice on this one, so welcome aboard the uh, the second vessel here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's always good to talk um, talk uh, 2001 uh, WWF, and it's interesting because I actually, um, I did watch the Invasion pay-per-view live when it aired, um, and I, like probably a lot of other people, were left, you know, in other kind of shock and disbelief when Austin turned and, uh, and joined up with, uh, with Shane and Stephanie. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to see here tonight that, uh, things, uh, might not be looking on the up and up for the WWF here. Uh, you know, as we get into, uh, the, uh, raw and SmackDown here as well. So we are at raw July 23rd, 2001. We're live in Buffalo, New York. Recap of Stone Cold betraying the WWF and joining the Alliance. <laughs> Stone Cold comes to the ring with Shane, Steph, and Paul. Steph doesn't blame the fans for being angry. Brags that the Alliance won an invasion. Said that the Alliance would beat the WWF. Says that the WWF will bleed to death. Paul tells the fans that they were supporting the raw, the losing team and the number two brand. Paul also says that he who has the power has the gold. And then Stone Cold goes on the mic. Mike says he is no longer appreciated by the WWF or Vince McMahon. He accuses Vince of, um, you know, wanting to replace Stone Cold as leader of Team WWF with Kurt Angle and replace him as WWF champion with Kurt Angle as well. <laughs> he also accuses Vince of calling The Rock 
And since Stone Cold says Vince didn't need anyone except Stone Cold, Stone Cold joined the Alliance to be loved and for competition. And then Kurt Angle comes out. Stone Cold taunts Kurt Angle. Angle rushes to the ring, belly to belly to Austin, and Austin backs out. Uh, what did you think of uh, this whole uh, scenario segment here, Steve? Oh, it was it was okay. Um, sh- um, this is really, I think, where um, Stephanie starts to kind of get really grating with her uh, with her voice and of all the constant yelling. <laughs> um, if, if, yes, and uh, her trying to like act all cool with like the backwards hat and everything. It's it, yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, Paul calling Paul calling the WWF the number two company is kind of is uh, is pretty funny to to say. And then yeah, Austin kind of. Ex- he did. He. It's funny. He explained himself more here for this heel turn than he did for when he turned heel after Mania. Um, <laughs> then it was like I don't. Then it was like I don't owe you fans a damn explanation. But here it's like you know, oh you know, Vince is trying to replace me with Kurt, and you know he's calling the Rock. You know why? Why did he need? Why you know he has me? Why does he? Why is he? You know focusing all on them. Um, and I know it kind of. I know it's it, you know a lot of people thought. Well, why does Austin want to join? You know this. This, you know, WCW, ECW, because like he obviously, you know, doesn't like, never liked WCW, and he's only in ECW for a brief time. But, um, but again, it makes sense. I mean, his, I think his issues with WCW was more just him and Bischoff more than the company itself. And obviously, when he was in ECW, you know, he and Paul, I'm sure, got along pretty well. So it does make sense a little bit in that. End. And then, like you said, Kirk comes out, and they have a little uh, back and forth. And uh, you clearly he- see that. Um, and hear that the uh, the pops for Kurt are definitely getting a lot bigger as the fans are now, I think, ready to cheer him and they're ready to turn him like full time face. Yeah, it's Kurt Angle is not not a heel uh, like anymore. Really, they're the fans, like you said, are just like getting louder and louder with Kurt. And uh, you can also see that Stone Cold is starting to get scared of Angle, like the whole um. The whole paranoia of Stone Cold losing the belt to Kurt Angle is uh, coming because he wants nothing to do with uh, Kurt Angle, and Stone Cold is uh, backing away as well. (laughs) RVD is backstage with Alliance members, says he is going to put his hardcore title on the line, and for the WWF to be very afraid and that they can just go to go get any title that they want from the WWF. So RVD is trying to be a uh, spokesperson for the Alliance as well. So I think it's cool, like what RVD has to say. He's like, "Hey, man, don't be afraid. Like, go go get what you want." So <laughs> RVD is going to put the um, put the WWF on notice. And with that, we have our first matchup. It is Rob Van Dam versus Matt Hardy for the Hardcore Title. Baseball slide to RVD. Matt pulls out a ladder. RVD goes flying into the ladder. Rolling thunder to Matt. Hip toss off the ladder by Matt. Matt hits a leg drop on RVD. But then um, RVD uh, gets a uh, five-star frog splash into the ladder by RVD for the win. Uh, For this matchup, I went two two and a quarter stars. Uh, It was good. It was your typical... uh, Hardcore ladder match, hardcore match. I don't know why the ladder always has to be like in play. You know, I feel like the Hardy Boys do not know anything or know how to use any other weapon except for a ladder. You know, I know they're made for the ladders, but stop pulling out the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I went. Um, I went two and a quarter as well. Um, kind of interesting. RVD has back to back nights again with both Hardys, so. Um, that I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, funny that the um, the ladder was the only weapon involved in the match. Like, like <laughs> RVD didn't even pull anything else out. Um, yeah. But they, you know, made with what they, you know, made do with what they did. Um, that was a nasty hip toss that RVD took off the ladder. Um, I, I got kind of scared that he was going to hit the mat the wrong way, but he thankfully um, landed, you know, landed somewhat fine. Um, and then I I love the five star um, with Matt trapped in the in the ladder. I thought that was a really great spot um, and a good way for RVD to um, to retain and show that you can already hear the 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 crowd starting to um, kind of turn with him now that and they'll kind of play out the point throughout the uh, the weeks that uh, that RVD is quickly becoming the most popular star on the Alliance side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, they're they're just gonna cheer for him, you know, because they know not to. They they know they're not gonna boo Rob Van Dam, even though he's on the Alliance side. How can you not 
boo Rob Van Dam, especially if those guys have watched RVD in ECW. Edge and Christian are backstage. They run into the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys challenge Edge and Christian to a tables match. Booker T changes it to a six-man table match. Christian asks Booker T, is he related to Mr. T? So um, they're trying to diss Booker T here. So it's a six-man elimination match. Edge and Christian have to have their um, have to find a uh, partner here. Then we go to another segment. You'll see that we have a lot of back, backstage segments here as well. Paige and Canyon are backstage. Paige says it was all Stone Cold's idea to have Deborah kidnapped. And then Canyon explains his MVP shirt to Paige that he won the pivot match for the alliance for the alliance that helped them win it all at invasion. So what do you think of these two segments here, Steve? <laughs> um, the the um the one with the Edge of Christian the Dudleys and Booker was a uh, you know decent you know Bubba kind of Bubba and Diva kind of acknowledging Edge of Christian as their old like TLC running buddies you know kind of calling back to their history um yeah the, yeah the comparison the Booker T and Mister T and Edge even getting in uh, I pay you the fool <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I don't know why that made me chuckle but um but it did in the end yeah good um uh, we got a little Jersey Triad reunion with Paige and uh, Canyon and uh, <laughs> funny Canyon calling himself the uh, MVP considering that he did not um. I looked back. He actually didn't really do much to win that to help win that when his team win that match. It was uh, the DDT, I think, by Stasiak, and then Morrison ended up getting the pin. So, yeah. but I guess that kind of plays into this. Um, I guess kind of you know Canyon being a little Canyon being uh, delusional that he's you know that he's the reason why why they won. Yeah. So um, you know Canyon's gonna go with that whole segment of who better than Canyon for a while. Now we have our uh, an, an intercontinental title match: Lance Storm versus Albert. <coughs> Albert goes to work on Storm. Albert is pushed into the ring post, clotheslines, and a huge splash to Storm. Scissors kick the Storm. Mike Awesome comes out, but is uh, but is cut off by X Pac. Hugh Morris then hits Albert with the intercontinental championship, and then Storm gets the win. And then we have like a huge brawl afterwards um, with the uh, with the guys. Uh, you know, it's like uh, the WF guys are beating up the uh, WCW and ECW guys as well. But with that being said, we have another uh, WWF title. It is the Intercontinental title is in the enemy's hands as Lance Storm is now the new Intercontinental champion. For this matchup, I'm going to star in a quarter. It looked like Albert was really just going to work on Storm. Storm got a few blows in, but again, this is where it starts coming that the Alliance can't win unless they cheat. So, let's start in a quarter here. Yeah, I would start in a half. Um, I didn't mind it. I mean, it was kind of almost kind of a squash. I mean, Albert dominated Storm for the majority of the match. Um, and then, like you said, it took the interference by, uh, you know, by the Alliance to come out, particularly with more, uh, Hugh Morris hitting Albert in the head with the belt and then Storm hitting the super kick for the win. Um, and then, like you said, then there's like the big brawl with um, the WWF gaining control. And I think it was, um, uh, it was Jindrak and uh, Kidman took like the, the big moves there at the end. I think Kidman took the choke slam from Kane and, uh, uh, Jindrak took the power bomb from uh, from Bradshaw, so mm-hmm. so yeah, the so yeah, the Alliance does get another uh, belt in their uh, in their camp now uh, with the IC title, and it, I mean it was it was fine. I mean Albert really wasn't um, doing much as uh, as champion, and Storm's a guy that I think you know is somebody that they definitely think highly enough of to give him a uh, give him an IC title run. Yeah, he the like Lance Storm has said, like you know he was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Clan Storm said he was the first one that could be trusted with a title. Basically by WWF, so they gave it to him. Even though Mike Awesome was the hardcore champion, they really wanted to go with uh, Storm like with his uh, athleticism and they could trust him. So he's the new Intercontinental Champion. Shane and Austin. Shane and Austin are backstage with Paul and Steph. Uh, they're talking about, you know, this uh, the, the main event and how, like, you know, the, the Alliance is running raw. Canyon tells Austin he was the MVP, but Austin tells him that Stone Cold is better than Canyon and that he is the MVP. So then Stephanie goes, you have to 
Canning, you have to focus on uh, Chris Jericho here tonight. So I thought this was a funny segment. He's like, oh, uh, well, I'll say that, uh, you know, who better than uh, Canning besides Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> yeah, again, more more uh, delusion here from Canyon. And at one point, uh, you just see Paul kind of with this, this you know, just kind of, kind of with that, uh, I mean, God, are you such an idiot kind of look on his face. So, um yeah, again, just more, um, just more delusional stuff here from from Canyon. Mm-hmm. Tori and Stacy are backstage and say that Trish is jealous of them. And then Regal and Tajiri are backstage in Regal's office. Regal tells Tajiri to tear tear apart Raven. So we're gonna get that match. Edge and Christian recruit Kurt Angle for their six-man tag tables matchup here. So, a lot going on. You know, we're going to have a whipping match between uh, Tori and uh, I believe it's Tori and Trish. Jerry's going to face Raven. Now we know that Edge and Christian are going to have Kurt Angle as their uh, third man to take on the Dudley Boys and Booker T in the six-man tables match. So little uh, Edge and Christian reunite with uh, Kurt Angle after uh, Team Wreck uh, disbanded. Mm, yeah, I was gonna say a little nice <laughs> good to see uh, Team Team Eck at least back together. Yeah. Um, and and it makes sense. I mean, you want to give you know, kind of establish Kurt as like now he's the top guy for the WWF um, now with uh, Austin defecting. Yep. So now we have uh, Jerry versus Raven. Kicks to Raven, a clothesline to Jerry, kicks to Ra- kick to Raven's face. Raven slams to Jerry into the guardrail. Missile drop kick to Raven. To Jerry applies the tarantula and hits a kick to Raven for the win. For this matchup, Steve, I actually went star in three quarters. I always liked to Jerry's like moves. I do feel that the match was um was short, but I always like uh to Jerry's style of work. And uh, you know, if they would give Raven a chance, I think like he could put on a great ECW match with uh, you know, guys he's used to working with. Yeah, I went um I went a star and a half. Um I wonder if these two ever fought in ECW. Like the, during that brief time that Raven had come back in like ninety nine into two thousand, right as Tajiri was starting to kind of, you know, get over. I wonder if I have to uh, I don't know if they've ever fought before. I guess our good friends at uh three way dance will uh, find that out. But um but yeah, just decent back and forth between the two. Um I love Tajiri's kicks. Uh, they are always sound, sound real stiff, and uh, he really lays them in. Um, obviously, the tarantula is always going to get a pop, um, even though he can only hold it, hold it for a few seconds, and then, uh, and then, yeah, finishes Raven off with a kick to the head. So, just kind of good little back to back, back to back wins here for um, Tajiri, for Tajiri, coming off you know the win over Taz at Invasion, and now defeating another um, ECW alum here with Raven. Yep. Paul Heyman is backstage motivating Rhino because Rhino is going to face the Undertaker tonight. And he wants Rhino to gore the Undertaker. If he does that, it'll make him, uh, you know, like a legend if he gores and defeats the Undertaker here tonight. The APA are backstage. They congratulate Kurt Angle on standing up to Austin. They make Kurt Angle drink beer. It's a little uh, fun uh, <laughs> One segment there. He's like, I never had a beer before. And he goes, Oh, you, you'll be fine, Kurt. And it's like, Okay, really? It's like, Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah, that, no, I was just gonna yeah, say that go was ahead, a funny, go. that was a funny bit there with uh, Kurt and the APA. Because like Kurt mm-hmm. takes a little bitty sip, and then Bradshaw's like, Oh, come on, be a man. And then Kurt downs it, and he's like, and he like says, I love this stuff. And then Fruit gives the damn. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff there. Now we have Undertaker versus Rhino. Punches and elbows to Rhino. Old school to Rhino. Rhino counters a choke slam. Taker counters the gore with a big boot. Undertaker choke slams Rhino for the win. Uh, for this matchup, Steve, I want to star in a quarter. I thought it was good. Uh, it's short, but, um, you know, uh, Rhino Rhino did get some shots in, and, you know, the Undertaker stands tall. But uh, it was good to see these two go one-on-one here. So star in a quarter for me. Yeah, I want to start in three quarters. This was kind of an intriguing matchup here between these two. Um, kind of a obviously big spot for Rhino, who they definitely are still thinking very highly of um, after mm-hmm. being in the, in the main event the night before um, and putting him against, you know, against Taker. Um, 
you know, again, they had some decent chemistry went kind of back and forth. Where, you know, big win and Taker gets the win with the uh, with the choke slam. I know, I'm sure he probably wasn't going to get Rhino up for the last ride um, unless it was like doing the thing where he comes out of the corner. But um, ultimately, this, I think, ended up being a kind of just I don't want to say filler, but just a way to kind of get Taker on screen considering what's yeah. about to happen. Yep, yeah. And uh, I thought it was good to see like a good alliance versus WWF brawl as well. And it felt like, you know, Rhino was a really good good candidate to do this uh filler brawl with uh Undertaker here. Mm-hmm. Page, the DDP then comes out. Um he starts the brawl with uh Undertaker. Sarah then starts kicking DDP, and then the Undertaker comes in with a uh with a chair and then um so then sarah gets thrown uh into the line of fire and then so he's going for the chair shot page throws sarah into uh the chair shot so uh sarah takes a chair shot to the back uh from uh sarah from uh from undertaker sorry about that yeah and then uh undertaker doesn't want anybody to touch her and then uh, DDP is uh, hightailing it. So this uh, feud between Undertaker and DDP is uh, far from over here. Yeah. So um. So yeah. Paige came out right at the end there to go after Sarah. Then like like I said, they brawl. And then uh, I, I, I'll tell you, Sarah, she didn't. Um, she took that chair shot really good. I mean, Taker. I mean, you know, Taker was obviously pr- trying to protect a little bit because that's his wife. Um. But I mean, she took a good chair shot, so I'll give her um, I'll give her that. And then, uh, kind of where you see the feud starting to kind of turn now is when um, when when Paige is leaving and Coach comes up to him and Paige says that uh, what happened to Sarah, you know, turned him really turned him on and it, it made it made him you know made him hot. So mm-hmm. we're going so we're going from Paige just you know stalking after Sarah just to get Taker's attention to now it seems like Paige is starting to become obsessed with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's becoming like very, it's becoming even like weirder than what it started off with, like you said. So we'll see uh, where this uh, goes as well as uh, we we uh, continue on through the weeks. Now we have Chris Jericho versus Canyon. Jericho says everybody is better than Canyon. He starts uh, um, asking the uh, he starts asking names of the audience members. Uh, he talks to a, like a 10 year old kid named Kevin. He goes, I think Kevin is better than Canyon. I think Bob is better than Canyon. Before he gets to the hot girl, though, uh, Katie comes out and Jericho is pissed. <coughs> Jericho throws Canyon into the guardrail, chops the Canyon, spine busted the Jericho, missile drop kick by Jericho, bulldog to Canyon. Canyon counters a lion salt. Uh, and by with a face buster by Canyon for a two count, the walls of Jericho for the win by Jericho. Uh, for this matchup, Steve, I went two and a quarter. I thought uh, they did some good uh, wrestling here, and uh, Jericho always looks good. Uh, he gets the uh, win, and uh, you know we'll see uh, where Canyon goes too. After saying that he is the MVP of the uh, Alliance and MVP of Invasion, so I went two and a quarter. Yeah, I went two and a quarter as well. Um, I, again, two guys who I, I'm sure at some point had to have faced off in WCW, even if uh, it was during that period when uh, when Canyon was Mortis. So um, I'm sure they had to have faced off at some point. But um, yeah, some good good back and forth again. Canyon busting out some good um, some good offense. Um, you know the you know the the innovator of offenses. I think he used to call himself. Um, and again, kind of a you know, good little win for Jericho coming off again, losing the night before. And um, King is a guy that can, um, you know, can, can take a loss like this and it doesn't, doesn't like hurt him too, too much. No, it doesn't hurt him at all. And uh, he's going to get a good surprise on a uh, SmackDown as well. Um, so now Vince McMahon arrives to the arena and now he comes to the ring Vince says that Invasion was just one battle and the WWF will win the war. Vince drops a bomb on the Alliance and says it is now time to reinstate The Rock. Vince says The Rock Rock has a choice to make. He challenges The Rock. Rock, he wonders if The Rock can still bring it. Can he lay the smack down? Can he raise the people's eyebrow and drop the people's elbow? 
the fans still want to know, is he still the most electrifying man in sports entertainment? And can we still smell what he's cooking? So The Rock is going to make a choice or he's going to come back on next week on Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this announcement here? I mean, it was pretty big. You knew at some point that um, that Rock was probably going to get involved with this with this angle, um, and that's probably and that's obviously another reason why they had Austin turn the night before because they don't want you also don't want Rock, Austin, and Austin on the same side because then it'd be pretty much uh, you know completely one sided towards the WWF, and um, and you knew Rock obviously was not going to you know turn heel and join the Alliance because he's had no affiliation with WCW or ECW at any point. Um, yeah. So it was a good good to kind of have him back. Um you, you know, even though I think we've you know done fairly well without him to this point, um having him back will definitely bring some uh, some extra star power to this um to this thing. Yeah, and I believe the uh, Mummy 2 uh, filming had ended so the Rock's uh cur- the Rock's uh, acting career uh, is uh back in line as well. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it was the Mummy Returns here, uh, and then he goes to the Scorpion King next year as well. Mm-hmm. Kurt says Vince needs a leader with with uh, intensity, integrity, and intelligence. Uh, he says uh, you don't need the Rock, Vince. You got me. And then Billy Gunn and Big Show are at WWF New York. Uh, you know they're trying to uh, like still be a tag team and form a tag team, and um, you know he's like. Oh yeah, I go to the gym all the time, and they're both eating like like you know the Big Show's eating a salad, and a salad and stuff. So like it's just kind of funny how like the Big Show's trying to lose weight and they're trying to do this uh, goofy tag team here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, good, the good little uh, intensity no <laughs> put intended there by Kurt. Um, you know, saying that again to Vince, like you don't need Rocky got me. And at one point, he you know he like pushes Vince up against the wall to show how how serious he is. And I, this is you know, it's kind of cool seeing Kurt kind of tap into this kind of you know inner in, you know intensity that we don't usually see a lot of, or at least at this point. Um, it kind of you know gives him an extra you know layer that the fans can get behind just to see this like because they know Angle's a guy that can you know as an as an Olympian. Um, could just take anybody out if he wanted to, really wanted to. So it gives them, like you said, some, like I said, some extra intensity. And then, yeah, Big Show and uh, Billy at uh, at WWE New York again, just trying to uh, trying to stay any stay any uh, relevancy that they can uh, that they can uh, keep. Yeah, Tori is backstage flirting with Jeff Hardy. Trish fights Tori. Yeah, they get into a little scrimmage backstage, but now we have this uh, spanking match by Tori. Huge kick. We have a spanking match between Tori and Trish. <clears throat> Huge kick by Trish. Clothesline to Tori. Trish goes to the outside. Trish grabs the paddle. A drop kick to Trish, and Tori uses the paddle. Um, I went a dud on this. Like, it's not even really a match. You know, Tori doesn't do that much. She just steals the win by uh getting the paddle here. So I went a dud on this. I, I actually went half a star. Um, it wasn't, um, it, 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 I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, both girls obviously are still pretty green, but you can definitely see there's something with, with the two of them more. So Trish, I think right now than Tori, although, you know, I'll give Tori credit. You know, she is definitely, um, she's not tr- at least trying to half ass it. She's at least work, working, her, working her ass off to, you know, yeah, figures to do something. Um, little surprise, Tori got the win essentially clean. I thought maybe um, Stacy would have come out to to give her a hand, but they instead, you know, give Tori the uh, Tori the win. Yeah. So now we have our um, so now we have our main event. It's Booker T and the Deadly Boys versus Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian. Kurt and Devon start clothesline to Devon. Tagged to Christian, double teamed by Edge and Christian. Boot to Edge is faced by Bubba. Sidekick to Edge by Booker T. Elbow drop by Bubba. Flapjack by the Dudley Boys. Bubba misses the, I call it the ass dive, you know, and he always jumps on, like, mm. you know, he's always misses that. So I call it, I call it the ass dive. Backbreaker to Devon. 3D to Christian through a table. So Christian is first eliminated. 
Flying clothesline to the Dudley Boys by Edge. Edge gets hung up on the top rope. Spear to Devon, but Booker T slams Edge through a table. So uh, the so uh, the Alliance guys are at a three-one uh, advantage already here. Uh, Kurt gives Devon a belly to belly through, but belly to belly, but the table doesn't break. Uh, but it does the second time. A scissors kick. So like you know, these tables were not breaking at all. A lot of times, um, scissors kick to Kurt. Kurt tries to angle slam Booker T through a table, but it doesn't break again. Angle reverses Booker T into the a- into the table. Earl Hebner goes down. Kurt Angle slams Bubba, Bubba but Nick Patrick uh, removes the uh, moves the table. Kurt puts Nick Patrick into the ankle lock. Then Stone Cold gives Angle a stutter. Bubba power bombs Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Through a table. So, a lot happened, uh, you know. <clears throat> Sorry about that. They let the uh, Alliance guys have the uh, 3-1 advantage. And then Kurt Angle really only gets Devon through the table. And then there's no clear winner. But, I mean, you could tell that, like, they wanted to make it seem like the Alliance guys stood tall. But uh, they didn't really, like, give the the match to the Dudley Boys and Booker T. Because it was really, like, it ended in a no contest here. But. For the matchup, Steve, I went two and a half. Uh, I went uh, two and a half on it. I thought it was a good match. Uh, you know, good six man. Uh, the table didn't break a couple of times. Uh, you know, uh, good good ways on how they put the guys through the tables. Yeah, I went three stars. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> I thought Booker and the Dudleys looked, you know, kind of looked good as a unit as uh, obviously did Edge, Christian, and Kurt. Um, not a hundred percent shocked that. Um, that edge of Christian got eliminated first because they want to have Angle play the you know the the face in peril, um down three to one and yeah those um you know it's funny you always you know the guys always say like obviously you know going through through the tables isn't fun but if you go through a table when they get get hit on a table and it doesn't break that's even worse so um yeah they yeah those are some nasty bumps that they were taking off those those tables that wouldn't break um kind of funny that it came down to Kurt and Bubba. I kind of almost thought it would come down to Kurt and Booker considering what we were going to get on SmackDown. Um mm-hmm. but but it was again it wasn't, you know, that big of an issue. Again, you know, Nick Patrick again gets involved. He screws Kurt by moving the table when he get when Angle gives Bubba the Angle slam and then um and then Austin comes out, gives Angle the stunner and then they finish Angle off with the power bomb through the table. So, um yeah, good stuff here as the uh, as right now the alliance is um is on a roll here. They've already, you know, they won an evasion. Um, and then tonight, you know, they've, won, you know, took majority of the matches, you know, they, they kept the hardcore title. They've got the uh, IC title now in their ranks. Um, so right now the, uh, the WWF is definitely reeling. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what, uh, happens in, uh, on SmackDown as, uh, we are live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, Steve, uh, watching this, uh, SmackDown, uh, did Teddy Long write the show? Because uh, there were there are three tag team matches on the show, and when I think of tag team matches, I think of Teddy Long here. Uh, like we're gonna have a tag team match, tag team match, tag team match. Yeah. Well, there's no taker though on this show. That was the only thing that was missing to really be a, a, a Teddy Long show. Yeah, yeah. There was no Undertaker, but a bunch of tag team matches. Here we're live in Pittsburgh, PA. It's SmackDown, July 26, 2001. It is um, Kurt Angle's hometown, and we get highlights from Raw as uh, Vince wants to bring the Rock back. And uh, Kurt Angle is driven through the table by uh, the Dudley Boys and Stone Cold. And we kick off of a match right away. It's Hardy Boys versus Billy Kidman and Hurricane Helms. See. So this is what I think is weird, like because of what the next segment is. You put Billy Kim in a tag team match of Hurricane Helms, and then you introduce him as like, you know, yeah, I'm the Cruiserweight champ, but you just lost a match, you know? I think they could have gone with uh, Chavo Guerrero or like even uh, Hugh Morris here, Um like to take uh, Kidman's place here. You know, I think I would have given it to uh, Chavo. You know, eh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we haven't really seen much of Chavo <laughs> s- since uh, this started. So, um, 
Yeah, he and Helms could have made a little, good little good little team. Yep. Whisper in the win to Helms. Leg drop to Jeff to Jeff's next by Kidman. Drop kick counter to Kidman's cross body by uh, Matt. Double clothesline by Matt. Jeff misses a uh, poetry in motion to Helms. Kicked to Matt's face by Helms. Her Karana to Kidman by Lita. Twist of fate and a swanton bomb to to Helms. So for this matchup, I went two stars, Steve. Um, it's like your typical uh, Hardy Boys rundown. You know, they get all their spots in, and then Lita gets the, uh, you know, the her Karana save. And, um, you know, someone's got to take the uh, twist of fate and swanton bomb combo. So that was... Uh, uh, Gregory Helms, as they say, or Hurricane Helms. So I went two stars. It's a typical Hardy Boys match. Yeah, I went a star and a half. It was, you know, like you said, decent stuff. Typical Hardy's um, offense. Um, Kevin and Helms did look good as a team. Um, they both pull off some good offense. Um, and then, like you said, uh, Helms ends up being the Hurricane Rana from Lita, as well as the uh, Twisted Fan, the Swanton. So, if anything about, you know, we were, you know, you mentioned about Kidman. Um, if anything, at least he didn't take the pin. Um, it was Helms that took the pin, so you know, maybe that you know, a little bit of consolation there, but um, but yeah, good, decent stuff here. And uh, you know, if I bounce back for the Hardys after you know, they got both got uh, fairly handled their back to back nights by uh, by RVD, yeah, so uh, you know, they they don't win in singles matches, but they do win uh, the tag team matches, so uh, the Hardy boys are gonna have to keep on fighting uh, these tag team matches, but uh, keep in mind also that uh, Matt Hardy is still European champion. Uh, if you didn't know that fact, uh, Steve. Oh, yeah, no, I did. <sighs> yep. So now Big Show, Big Show and Billy Gunn <laughs> are backstage coming up with a tag team name. They go with uh, Show Guns. Billy Gunn says that's the stupidest name ever. And Big Show's like, well, hey, that'll get them to stop you. That'll tell them to stop calling you, uh, you know, of the one Billy Gun and Rockabilly. And then uh, they go, yeah, maybe they'll stop calling you the giant, you know, or the big nasty bastard and all this other stuff. So they go, all right, Shoguns works. So where this new tag team name is Shoguns. <laughs> Steph, Paul, and Shane come to the ring. The alliance, well, the alliance comes to the ring. Uh, basically the same words from Raw, you know, uh, we told you so. But then they introduce all the Alliance champions. You know, you got the WCW Tag Team Champions, Palumbo and O'Hare, the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Billy Kidman, the WWF Intercontinental Champion, Lance Storm, the WWF Hardcore Champion, Rob Van Dam, and the WCW heavyweight and United States champion Booker T. But then Chris Canyon comes to the ring and is given the United States championship by Booker T. Like he doesn't even pin anybody to win. He just gets given the title. Do you think that Canyon was the right guy? Cause I have someone else in mind, like two other, uh, three other guys in mind besides Canyon. Diamond Dallas Page, could have given it to him. Mike Awesome or Hugh Morris, you know, like giving it, give it to like an under, like, I, I guess like, um, a, you know, Canyon is an under, uh, under guy on the Alliance too. But uh, those are my other three choices here too. Well, I mean, I, I actually was almost, th- I thought you were going to say Rhino at first, because that would have been one of my choices. Um, wow. But um, but I, I don't think yeah I don't think DDP really needs it at this point because um, that because that was going to be a focal point of that feud between him and Taker. Um, um, you, yeah, Mike Awesome could have been a good choice, but I think by this this point he's already kind of starting to get kind of pushed aside. Um, like you said, maybe they don't they started not trusting him a, a lot as much as they wanted to. So um, and then. Yeah, Hugh Morris, I think it was another fine choice, but um, but I mean, I, I get why they did go with um, with Canyon, um, he, since he was doing the whole like you know, you know MVP thing, and you know Booker just you know gifting him the U.S. title, you know, kind of just adds more to his delusion. So, 
Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So now, uh, you know, uh, but being said the MVP, you know, he's given a championship uh, to as a reward. And JR's like, that's like giving, just giving a stooge a uh, vice president job, you know? Like, he's like, you're, you're, you're financial president. You're the president of this. <laughs> JR was laying into Canyon. It was kind of funny. So now they go, um, now they bring Stone Cold in to the ring. And then Kurt Angle comes out, a strong ovation uh, from from the crowd. So he gets a huge loud pop there in his hometown. Angle says no Alliance member will be a gold medal, gold medalist like Kurt will be, that this is his hometown, and uh, this is Pittsburgh, PA, and the crowd is just loving it, and they are going wild. Angle wants to fight Stone Cold tonight. Stone Cold says Kurt is selfish because Angle wants – more gold. Austin says he will fight Angle, but not tonight. Stone Cold says Angle will face Booker T, which comes out of nowhere. And Booker's like, why are you volunteering me, man? And he's like, yeah, you're going to fight him for the WCW title. And then, like, you know, Stone Cold saying, he, Booker, he told me he could beat you, you know, and that you're a sucker. So he's getting into Booker T's head, and Booker accepts the uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a little segment overall by by everyone, like you said, just kind of the again the alliance asserting their early dominance with all the with showing off all their belts, um, and yeah, big pop for Kurt um, from his hometown. Definitely, um, you can tell he was definitely um, getting, like I said, we, he was already starting to get over with the fans, but having him get you know this big of a pop in his hometown definitely um, was a, pu- a plus for him. And then yeah, um, Austin definitely kind of uh, strong arming. Um, Booker into defending the uh, WCW title, which um, you know is it's a definitely um, a good little um, good little showing there for Booker, and we'll see if uh, if Kurt ends up uh, can finally kind of bring some momentum back to the WWF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll see if the uh, WWF guys can uh, steal an Alliance title here. Regal and Jerry are backstage. Canyon comes in, says he wants Chris Jericho, but he won't. But he's not going to put the U.S. title on the line since he just uh, earned it or he won it, as he says. He's like, you didn't win nothing. Um, Regal says that Kanan must go through a test test, and just starts making fun of Kanan because he can't say she sells seashells by the seashore ten times fast. He gets all tongue-tied. I had to slow it down so I could say it right, you know. (laughs) So... Regal offers a tag team matchup. Jericho into Jerry versus Canyon and a partner of his choosing. Canyon goes with Rob Van Dam. I like this spot here uh, for uh, Rob Van Dam. You know, it gets him back in, uh, you know, uh, climbing that ladder to the uh, main event success uh, with being in the ring with uh, Jericho here. Mm, no, yeah, definitely. And yeah, that little, uh, that back and forth there with uh, Canyon trying to do that tongue t- twister while Regal and Tajiri are mocking him. Because, I mean, I'm sh- that was probably, again, a thing where um, Vince found out that Can- found out Canyon has this lisp, lisp and he has to uh, make fun of him for it. Oh, yeah. Yep. So now we have the Dudley Boys, there's the Big Show and Billy Gunn. Or showguns, as they are now called. Devon and Billy start off clothesline to Billy. What's up, bomb to Billy? Billy goes into the, the into the announcer's table. A double DDT by Billy. Tag to the Big Show. Sidewalk slam to sidewalk slam to Devon. Double clothesline to the Dudleys. A famous there to Bubba for a two count. Show clotheslines Billy and is thrown to the outside, and then a three D to Billy for the win. For this matchup, I went two and a quarter. Um, you know, Big Show and Billy did put up a good fight. Uh, we saw some uh, we saw some good moves from the Big Show. You know, you know he's buried in this tag team. Uh, you know, he's still a dominant force uh, with the clotheslines and the uh, the sidewalk slam. And Billy still has the uh, the famous sir, and uh, he did a really good job with that double DDT. So I went two and a quarter, Steve. Uh, well, I went one and a quarter. I. I... I thought it was okay. Um, again, yeah. kind of kind of similar from the previous match, but you know, <laughs> standard match we get for the Hardys. We get another kind of standard match here with the Dudleys. Um, Billy, you know, does play a good face in peril. Then show does the hot tag and kind of cleans house. And then 
like I said, there's that little miscommunication at the end there, at least to the 3D from the Dudleys, and it already looks like Big Show and um, and Billy are done because they argue after the match, and it looks and it looks like their short lived uh, their short lived team is uh, is no more. We'll have to obviously keep track and see how where they go from here. Yep, we're backstage with uh, Austin Booker T and the Alliance. Um, Booker T says uh, to hell with the Rock and. You know, like, who's the Rock think he is? Well, to hell with the Rock. Austin says Booker needs to focus on Kurt. And he also drops a little hint. Uh, you know, he says, who says the Rock is coming back to the WWF? He's going to join the Alliance. So Stone Cold is putting it into the heads of everybody that Rock is going to go join the Alliance. Did a good job with that. Yeah, and um, we'll kind of see it later when um, when Shane kind of puts pushes that point forward, and right away you can already tell where what they're probably going to plan for Rock when he comes back, since they're having um, you know Booker talk so much shit about him. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so then we have Kane versus DDP as Kane looks to avenge uh, Undertaker and Sarah. Punches by Kane. Kane goes to work on DDP. A big boot by Kane, flying clothesline by Kane, DDT to Kane, a neck breaker and clothesline by DDP. Clothesline, another clothesline by DDP. Kane counters a diamond cutter, a sidewalk slam to DDP. DDP throws Kane into this into the steel steps. Kane then hits DDP with a chair, and then he gets disqualified. Even though DDP brought the chair in, he didn't actually get a chance to use it. And while Kane used it, so Nick Patrick saw that Kane used it, he disqualifies Kane. Uh, for this matchup, uh, I want a star and uh, a half, Steve. Yeah, I want a star and a half as well. Again, kind of just decent power stuff by both guys. Um, Paige got some decent offense in Kane comes, you know, does his comeback. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, he brings the, uh, well, Paige brings the chair in, chair in, uh, Kane ends up using it against DQ. So kind of the, one of the few times where, uh, where Nick Patrick, um, actually called it down the middle and didn't really play a favor to, to, um, to Paige, even though he ends up taking a choke slam at the end anyway from Kane. So, um, kind of, kind of funny there, but yeah, again, decent stuff here. Cause it seems like now, uh, you know, Obviously, Kane's been involved in the thing with Taker and, uh, and DDP, so we'll see if uh, we'll see if DDP may, DDP maybe finds somebody to um, to back him up against the brothers. Uh huh. Perry Saturn is backstage. Uh, here's a little uh, <laughs> wackadoo here. Perry Saturn's backstage. Lance Storm finds uh, finds Perry, and he complains that he has to put his uh, he has to put his Intercontinental Championship like up against. Perry Saturn, a man who loves a mop. And so Edge is not happy about that. Edge and Christian then run into Taz. Uh, Edge and Christian just basically diss Taz's accent. I don't know why this uh, segment was in. It really didn't lead to anything, even though that it does uh, during the uh, in the middle of the night uh, here with a match. But uh, this was a weird segment, Steve. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird segment. I did like the the storm and uh, Saturn, where Storm's like, you know, telling him that you know we're gonna have a match. You know, I, you know, he's bringing back integrity and you know, making the Intercontinental title mean something. He demands that Saturn treat, you know, treat treat it with respect. And then Saturn just says something uh, bizarre and walks off. And Storm's like, was that a yes? <laughs> I I just again, Storm's just with his uh, his deadpan is just so um, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Now we have Chris Jericho and Tajiri versus Canyon and um, Canyon and Rob Van Dam. Double team by Jericho and Tajiri kick to RVD's face and her karate to RVD. Tajiri is slammed face first by Canyon. Power slam to Canyon by Tajiri. Bulldog to RVD. Drop kick to Canyon. Canyon breaks up the walls of Jericho. Missile drop kick to RVD. Canyon hits Tajiri with the U.S. title and a five-star frog splash by RVD for the win by Tajiri. Um, for this matchup, I, I I feel like I went a little bit low on this matchup. I thought it was good, but I, I don't feel like we saw a lot from uh, Canyon. It was mostly like Jericho and uh, 
Kajiri versus Rob Van Dam, except for the uh, the hardcore. I mean, the uh, United States shot title shot to Tajiri. Uh, for this match, let's see. I want to star in three quarters. It was good, but I just didn't think we saw a lot from uh, Canyon. You know. Yeah, I want to star and a half. Um, I mean, these guys just barely get four minutes, which is for these four just really <laughs> short. Like if this was on a house show, um, you could easily see these guys getting like you know. 15 minutes and just going out and having a banger um, as is, you know, they did do, you know, did get a lot in these four minutes. Um, again, kind of more of, like you said, more of a showcase for RVD more so than, um, than Canyon. Um, I thought he and um, Canyon, I mean, uh, RVD and had good chemistry with both Jericho and Tajiri. Um, obviously he and Tajiri, had, you know, had at least a couple encounters in ECW. Um, and um, obviously we'll see him and Jericho down the line, but um yeah, get a little win there for RVD and Canyon. Um, you know, Canyon uses the bell and then RVD hits the five star for the win. So, I mean, they've really made RVD pretty strong here this week. I mean, he gets he wins the hardcore title at Invasion, gets a successful defense at um at on the Raw. Now here he gets you know the win of the tag match. So they're really clearly you can see he's be, being groomed as one of the uh, the aces of the alliance. Yep. And now we go backstage. Uh... Perry Saturn is looking for Moppy and runs into Terry. So Terry has Moppy and Terry says, uh, Terry basically gives Perry Saturn an ultimatum. It's either the mop or me. And then Perry takes the mop and says, you're welcome to Terry. So Terry Reynolds got dumped for a mop by Perry Saturn. (laughs) What the hell? Well, no one said Perry Saturn was the smartest guy in the room. So, yeah. I, mean, even, I mean, even though he has been, you know, taking a lot of blows to the head and clearly is not of right of mind, even, you know, someone like him should realize that you don't dump a, don't dump a hottie like Terry Reynolds for a simple mop. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, like, you know, Terry could have uh, gotten, maybe Terry could have helped uh, Perry Saturn win the Intercontinental Championship if, uh, he dropped the mop. I don't know, but it looked like it. So now we have Lance Storm versus Perry Saturn. A drop kick by Storm, flapjack by Perry, superplex by Storm. Kick to Perry's face for a two count. Perry slingshots Storm into the mop. Storm attempts to break Moppy, and then Perry gets disqualified for hitting Lance with Moppy. Um, I don't know why you gave this, Steve. I gave it a star and a quarter. Uh, good moves from both, but the finish is whack. As, like, you know, Perry Saturn just goes into this craze of, do leave Moppy alone? And he starts just whacking the Landstorm with the mob. So, uh, not a strong outing for uh, Storm's first title defense, but we do see some good offense from Landstorm. Yeah, I want to start a quarter, too. Um... You know, kind of good little back and forth between the two. I mean, say what you will about Saturn. He is still very, very solid in the ring, at least. Um, but, yeah, I actually kind of – I did chuckle at uh, Storm trying to, trying to like, break Moppy in half. But, um, I, yeah, the ending was just really bizarre. Like, why are you not – why is Storm not getting a clean win over Perry Saturn, of all people? I mean – Perry Saturn is like the lowest of the low right now on the WWF roster. And you're, t- you're telling me, you know, after giving Storm the IC title three nights earlier that he can't get a clean, clean title defense over, over Saturn. I mean, like if you want to have Saturn, you know, attack him with Moppy after the match, that's fine. But at least have Saturn, have uh, Storm get the, get the win, get a clean win first. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? So now we're backstage as, uh, Shane, Stephanie, and Paul are talking about how Vince wants to bring The Rock back to Team WWF. Shane pulls a videotape out, and it's like, he says, I think it's time to remind The Rock why he should come over to the Alliance. So Shane comes to the ring, and he plays the videotape. It's all the times that Vince screwed The Rock like at WrestleMania 17, at WrestleMania 2000, this and like, you know, this and that. He says basically for The Rock to shine up Vince's invitation, shine it up real nice and stick it straight up Vince McMahon's ass because the Alliance will not screw The Rock. So he's really telling uh, 
The Rock to join the alliance because we won't screw you. So Shane has a valid point that Vince McMahon has been guilty of, uh, you know, ruining The Rock's career a little bit by costing him uh, at two consecutive WrestleManias. Yeah, it was a you know, good little vi- vi- video there that by Shane. I mean, it's kind of funny because Shane has um, himself screwed Rock over on a cu- on numerous occasions. So yeah. I think um, it's just a matter of at this point, it's like, you know, we're, which of the I mean, Vince is an evil. Shane and Stephanie are an evil. And it's basically Rock's got to choose which one he thinks is going to be the lesser of two evils. So um, oh. but it does give you a little bit. I mean, again, I think everyone probably had had fairly good idea that rock was not going to turn on the wwf and join the alliance um but it but it did give a little bit of um you know of a good enough tease to think that maybe he could (laughs) yep so backstage stone cold is uh pumping up booker t for his uh title defense against kurt angle and now we have edge and christian versus taz and rhino a uh a big filler matchup here. This seems like the bathroom matchup for, uh, you know, the the fans to go get their popcorn before the main event. This matchup just has, like, one segment of, like, you know, Christian and Edge making fun of Taz's accent. Not a whole lot uh, building up. This just match was just put together. But we needed that. So it's these four guys here. Rhino punches uh, Taz and Rhino. Punches in a bulldog by Edge. Taz trips Edge. Taz and Rhino, Taz and Rhino are doubled are uh, isolating Edge, Edge away from uh, Christian. Shoulder block to Edge, tag to a tag to Taz and Christian. Backbreaker to Rhino, suplex to suplex to Christian. A double clothesline to Edge. Christian is in the Taz mission. Rhino tries to gore Edge, but he accidentally misses and hits. Um, he hits Christian with a gore, but he uh, like he gores Christian right onto uh, Taz. Edge spears Rhino, and then Christian gets the W because Taz's shoulders were down. For this matchup, I went a star and a half. It had some good moments uh, and a good finish for a short little uh, uh, filler matchup here. But uh, the the finish of uh, all the all the moves and how Christian gets the uh, win was uh, was a great. Um, finish here so i want to start in a half yeah i want to start a quarter and we shortchanged that we said that there were three tag matches here but here this was our this is actually our fourth one so um we shortchanged the tag matches by one but um but yeah kind of a weird spot for rhino um kind of just getting thrown in this match just to be taz's partner um even though you play off the history between him and with uh, edge and christian um again kind of you know standard tag formula here with these guys um I did. I thought the ending itself was actually a kind of neat little finish there. Like you said, Rhino um, hitting Christian and Taz essentially with the gore, and then uh, Christian falls on top of Taz for the win. So, um, so again, decent. Like you said, decent stuff here. Kind of again, just like you said, a filler match before the uh, before the big main event. Yep. And then we have a uh, small little tough enough recap of uh, you know who they should eliminate. Did you watch Tough Enough, uh, Steve? I did, yeah. I definitely want. I know. I definitely watched that first season. Yep. As sadly, uh, Daryl gets the uh, cut. I thought that. Uh, I thought Shadrack uh, actually got the cut before Daryl, but uh, I think it's like backwards or something. But uh, Daryl gets the gets cut as uh, you know. Taz points out that like he was very lazy, and he couldn't really keep up and was doing the moves all wrong. So uh, Daryl got the cut here. <laughs> as we move towards seeing uh, who's going to be the first uh, tough enough champion. Yeah, no, no shock there that uh, that Daryl got eliminated there. He, like you said, he, I mean, he had a decent enough look, but he just wasn't getting it. Um, and and just yeah, you, you, uh, your assumption is, is right. It's the next week that uh, that Shadrick gets eliminated. So oh, look at that. So he's so yeah so not far after that but yeah kind of but it was definitely because it was interesting because uh, Daryl was the first one actually cut from the competition um, because prior to that the first three Jason Victoria and Bobby Joe had all quit so yeah um, so we finally see someone that actually got um got cut by cut that actually got cut by the trainers 
Yep, yeah. So now it is time. It is our main event. It is Kurt Angle versus Booker T for the WCW Championship. Back body drop to Booker. Clothesline by Kurt. Kurt bounces Booker off the announcer's table. (laughs) German suplex to Booker. Kurt misses the moonsault like he always does, except if you're hardcore Holly. (laughs) Kurt goes to the outside. Kurt is thrown into the crowd. Angle counters counters Booker. Angle goes into the steps. Knee drop to Kurt. Spine buster by Booker T. Flying clothesline and belly-to-belly suplex by Kurt. Superplex to Booker T. The Alliance tries to distra- the Alliance members try to distract the ref, but the WWF stars start to brawl with the Alliance. Canyon hits Angle with a steel chair. Angle kicks out. Sidekick by Booker for a two-count. Earl Hebner goes down. Angle slams to Booker T. Stone Cold comes in and gives Angle a stutter. Angle looks like uh, it's gonna be uh, he's going to get pinned, but Booker T does not go for the cover. Angle gets Booker T into an ankle lock, and Booker T taps out. So we have a new WCW champion, and it's Kurt Angle. For this matchup, Steve, I went three stars. Uh, I went two and three quarters. I wanted to give a three, but um, I did think it got a little bit um, overbooked there at the end. Um, Kurt does get, again, gets a mass, gets a big pop from his hometown. And I thought he and Booker had really good good chemistry. Um, I know they fought before, like prior to Invasion, but they definitely got a good chance to build on it here. Um, again, the all the brawling, I think, just in that, that first fight. Like, I, I don't mind Austin coming out and getting involved because that continues the thing with him, him and Kurt. But having that, like, brawl there, at the like, right before that, I think kind of hurt the flow a little bit. Um, and then... Kind of like then they Booker and uh, Kirk kind of get it back together, and then like I said, like we said, Austin comes out, and then he hits the stunner, and you think you're gonna, you think Angle's gonna get screwed again, but uh, you know Booker makes the mistake of doing the spin Rooney, and then Kirk takes advantage and gets the ankle lock for the tap out. So, um, so a huge win for Kurt in his home to get the uh, to bring the WCW title over now to the WWF, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they um, where it goes from here. Yeah, it's like Stone Cold is actually, like, smiling. He's like, that son of a gun. He got the win, you know? (laughs) Um, So now we know that a WWF guy has a WCW champion, as Kurt Angle is the WCW title. So not all bad for the WWF, as they have stolen a title from the Alliance. And it's the big gold one, too. So uh, we'll see, like you said, where that pans out. And the big question is... Where is The Rock going to go as we head into Philadelphia and we await The Rock's return? Is he going to choose the WWF or is he going to choose the Alliance? That's going to do it from us from um, Nation Invasion. But before we go, uh, Steve, do you have anything that you want to plug or direct the listeners to? Uh, yeah, so you, of course, mentioned the other show we do, so I'll let you um, kind of go further than that. But I will mention here that on this feed, I actually do. Ma- I actually made um, back-to-back appearances on the Place to Be podcast with Scott and JT. Um, the first one we did, um, I did their second edition of the Making Towns that they're doing, where we talked Las Vegas. Um, and we also watched the uh, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Cruiserweight title, ma- title match from Halloween Havoc 97. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, um, Actually, you and I um, both appeared on the uh, PTB Christmas special, so um, that's always a great, um, great fun time to do or to listen to. And um, the uh, it's going to be, I think, uh, this year, this year's probably might be one of our best ones yet. So, uh, so definitely be sure to listen to that. Um, I also, of course, have my usual shows over on the uh, Pop Feed, uh, Pop Goes the Classics, Mickey Mount Rushmore, and the uh, Video yeah. Jukebox Song of the Day. Um, other than that, I can be found typically over on the PTB Facebook group of good stuff over there. Of course, we have usual um, occasional tournaments, which, uh, like I said, our uh, um, the next tournament should um, – I don't know when that's going to happen, so just keep an eye out on the Facebook group um, to see when uh, it gets uh, the word on that. Yeah, and congratulations to uh, – what was it? Lose Yourself for being the ultimate uh, 2000 song, right? Uh, yes, Lose Yourself by Eminem is the uh, – was named the greatest song of the 2000s by the PTB Nation, beating out uh, 50 Cent in the club. So, 
Oh, man. I knew my way wasn't going to make it to the end. I was like, oh, no one's going to, especially with what uh, Lynn Biscuit had to go up against. I was like, yep, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, like you said, Steve, we also do a uh, show on the Place V Nation wrestling feed as well that is called Extreme Resurrection. Um, we where we go back from we go back and cover ECW on Sci Fi from 2006 to 2010. We are just. Uh, Wrapping up into the Great American Bash as Johnny Nitro changes his name from Nitro to John Morrison and he retains the ECW title versus CM Punk at the Great American Bash. So we'll see where that uh, feud goes and if it leads into a third encounter at SummerSlam for the ECW title. Well, I want to thank Steve Riddle for being uh, of my guest again on uh, Nation Invasion. I'm James Gruenberg, and I will see you next time as we, the nation, bring the invasion. <laughs>